So that in turn kind of led me down this path of what am I doing? Why do I keep making these choices in my life that are not giving me the happiness that I deserve? This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with a gal whom I found simply by doing some Christmas shopping with COVID. I was trying to figure out what would make an impact as far as a gift for people far away from me. And then I found a thing called Hugbox developed by a woman named Vicki Sanders. And her story of how this business started is really a side note of Vicki's aha moment. So I'm extremely excited to bring this story to you again, another bunch of circumstances that I'm sure all of us can relate to at one point or another. So welcome, Vicki. Thank you, Wendy. It's so nice to be doing this with you <laughs> and that I met you oh, like spontaneous or out of the blue the other day at yoga and yeah. didn't even know that that was yeah. you. <laughs> that was crazy. You were already listening to the podcast, right? Yes. Yes. So we, and I'm talking about the podcast to our studio owner. And then she's saying something about you. I'm like, wait, are you Vicky? Hugbox Vicky? Yeah. So crazy. funny how life happens. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I know this isn't the most pleasant part of your story, but it is really what prompted you and, and made you kind of turn your corner, so to speak. So let's go into your aha moment. The thing that the, the event that triggered you, that was your clue that made you say, oh, okay, we're done here. Go. Yes. yes. Well, it was a while back, actually, around 2009. And I was dating this man whom I really wanted a future with. And we were supposed to have dinner one night and I was going to go to yoga and then give him a call and then meet up with him. And I then called him after yoga and I didn't get any answer. And so I just said, all right, I'll just, whatever, something came up. And then I tried again and then maybe one more time. I don't remember, but I kind of let it go. And then it's about 11 o'clock at night and I started to worry. And you guys have been dating not six months. Off and on for four years. Four years, uh, okay. Yeah. So I decided to go over to his house, which was really hard for me to decide, but I did really, I was actually very concerned. I just thought it was odd that he'd never called me back. 
So I went over there and his car was parked outside of his house. And I actually had a key because we were that serious. And so I also contemplated going, I, well, I went up to the door and knocked and nobody answered. So then of course it was a a little bit more worrisome even. Right. Um, So I decided to go ahead and let myself in. So I walked in and the first thing I saw were (laughs) a pair of women's shoes and a purse. So then I, of course, was very confused and my heart just started to sink slightly. And then I called into the house and nobody answered. And so I decided that I was going to go ahead and go in and see if he was there. (laughs) So I walk in and lo and behold, there he is with another woman. He walked to the bedroom. Yes. So yeah, I was devastated and shocked and just beside myself. And so that in turn kind of led me down this path of what am I doing? Why do I keep making these choices in my life that are not giving me the happiness that I deserve? And so I, you know, for about a year, it was hard because it was back and forth for a little while in the year. And I finally, I really smartened up and I had a lot of great girlfriends for support. And I decided that I need to start making some changes. So I started doing self-reflection and I happened to have a good friend of mine who was a life coach and I trusted her. And she was also recommended from another friend who used her as a life coach for work. And I decided to talk with her, not the the man situation. Like I kind of just let that go and decided like I forgave him. I got over it. I moved on. And that you was told me if you told me you were like, all right, I'm done with men. I'm done with relationships. Yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of happened just a little bit later. I didn't completely stop dating at that point. I mean, I didn't date anybody for a while, but then I really just started to focus on me. And as I was working with my life coach, I was kind of working on my creative side and figuring out my career situation. Because when I moved to Atlanta in 2006, I, before that, previously, I was working for myself. And then I decided to take on a job when I moved to the city. I realized that at this point, I had been in the job for, you know, three or four years or so. And I realized it was kind of a dead end job. But it was, you know, I was on my own. I needed the job. I hung in there. I loved working and doing my job. But I knew that I wasn't going to be happy being there forever. So that was another point where I realized, okay, I have the relationship issues, I have career issues. I'm like, I kind of lost my faith in there. I mean, not completely, but not, it wasn't as strong. And just, I was losing myself in so many areas. And so talking to somebody else that has no, you know, no family members, no friends, talking to somebody else that is not going to judge you. Not that my friends and family judge me, but they're not going to take sides or judge or they're going to be very truthful with you and, and guide you in ways that there's just totally different than family and friends. They're not emotionally invested in you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. And she was a smart, wonderful lady. I really admired her. And 
So I went down that path with her and it was great, but I was still stuck at that job too. And the reason that part of it was harder because for financial reasons, you know, I was on my own. I lived within my means. I knew how to do, you know, I had budget. I was very smart about that. But it was harder at my age at that time too, finding a new job when I was doing graphic design in back, you know, graduating college back in the 90s, I was in the print world. So all these years, my focus, I was even an art director at an ad agency, but it was still very heavily print focused during that time. So I didn't. So you were a graphic designer. Yes, 30 plus years. And I still do it, Cajun freelance. But getting into my 40s, it was a little bit harder, more competition because the younger crew, they were born with a computer in their hands and digitally trained. And not that I didn't try to keep up with all that, you know, building websites and then the course, social media and all that stuff. But it was really when you didn't do it in your daily job, it was really hard to maintain or learn that skill and then also maintain it. So I tried to self-educate myself as much as I could outside of my job just to protect myself, you know, down the road too, or just to stay up to date with everything because that's how I roll anyway. I want to, you know, stay educated and be challenged and all that. So anyway, but I was, I was not ready to leave my job. So I was working this out with my life coach and myself and just trying to figure out, you know, where I wanted to go. But I knew that it wasn't working for someone else at an sitting at a computer all day and not even getting out to see people all day and not and doing a job that had no real purpose in a meaningful way. And it was eating away at me. And so I think just all of these things just happening within the, these couple years really was my trigger to okay, I need to do something, but not really good at that unless someone kicks me in the butt. And one day I went to work and I went to lunch and my one boss called me on my phone while I was out to lunch. And the other boss would call me on the phone all the time and chit chat about stuff. But this one in particular would never call me on the phone. So I was kind of like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll meet you when I get back from lunch. So I went straight up to her office and she closed the doors and pretty much just fired me. Let me go. And this was 2014. You had no idea. No idea. I was so shocked. I had been so loyal to that agency for almost eight years, dedicated, you know, tried to do the extras as much as I could, you know, nonprofit work with, you know, developing philanthropy work with them or recycle stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. silly things that would made me, oh, that, but that's interesting because those were things that I felt were meaningful and purposeful. So that's why I brought them to the job on the side. Anyway, yeah, it was shocking and I was devastated. And then, you know, you go through all the emotions when something bad like that happens. You know, I cried all the way home. And the worst part of it was I just had, okay, well, I guess we have to backtrack a little bit because two months prior to this, or actually about a year 
prior to this. That's when I decided to go on sabbatical and not date anybody, period, during this time. When I finally realized, okay, I don't need to be going on any date. Like I need to just drop men all together, right? And find out who Vicky is and what Vicky wants. That and so I had that was part of my process too during that time. Well So now I, you are fired, crying. You know, so no yeah. Do, no relationship to say, oh, can you believe what happened to me? Yeah, yeah. Well, this well actually no, so I, I kind of got ahead of myself. So Two months before that, I started dating my now husband. So I was taking a break from dating, but my friends had talked me into going out one night. And I said, sure, okay, I'll go. I had been focusing on Vicky still and focusing on my creative work and and da da da. Well, I this man made a beeline for me at the bar and we had mutual friends. So it wasn't like a, just a weird thing. He just, he came over to me to talk to me and I wasn't interested cause I didn't want, I just don't want to date anybody. So I kind of, I really put up, you know, kind of, I'm not interested kind of attitude. <laughs> put up your no, no square. Yeah. <laughs> In a nice, nice way. <laughs> And so the remainder of the evening, he was very persistent in a very sweet way. And by the end of the evening, I just heard a voice in my head. I know it sounds weird, but saying, yes, you should give this guy your phone number. Mm -hmm. And that was another aha moment in a good way. But wait, before we go down that path. Yes. That's like the icing, right? Yes. That brought you to where you are now. I want to talk about how, because this will all, all these things that you're saying, weave your tapestry together, right? So while you were working with your life coach, is that when you developed your vision board? Yes. Yeah, that's important. We have to bring that up. This is why I take notes, Vicki, while we're talking. (laughs) Because everybody forgets all these things that happen in their lives. No, I mean, it's just like, it's crazy town. You're going off on this road and this road and this road and this road. And then it all seems to come together. It all gets woven together in our second wind when we pay attention to it. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to hear about your vision board. What did this life coach say? And were you all about making a vision board? I think you would be with graphics, but you want. So you did the vision board. What kinds of things did you put on this vision board? So it had a picture of a man and a woman jumping up and down and really happy, just being silly together. And then also a man and a woman with a lab going on a hike. I had these all like magazine pictures that you found. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, (laughs) I had a diamond ring picture. You had a picture of a diamond ring on there. I did. I did. Cause at this point I'm 40, let's see. I don't know, like 42, 43 or in there. When I did this vision board, it was, you know, it was a few years before I met Chad, but enough, like there's a lot of patience and faith that was evolved in these eight years of stretch of time. Right. But I had the vision board the whole time. So what else is on the vision board? Get the diamond ring. I had a a paint creative studio and I had a SUV and I I had this old Honda Accord. I had been driving it since like 1998. It was a great car, but I was kind of like, ready for something new. Mm -hmm. But that's my budget, girl. I stick with what I got there. (laughs) And then I had, what else did I have? Yeah, a dog, a lab dog. And then I had a picture of, I think a house uh, overlooking the, it was out in Greece or something like that. But (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, it's vision board. It's your vision. It's whatever you That's want. Right. 
Yeah. So I looked at that all the time because it was hanging inside my little pantry door in my condo. So I saw it quite often for a long time. Well, let's back up then before we get there so people can understand all these things you're talking about. So who is Vicki? Where did she come from? What did she love to do? What was happening in her life as she went through it that brought her to that point of having to even construct a vision board? Oh, well, Vicky was always a work hard, pay your bills, be a nice person, <laughs> do the right thing. How'd you grow way. up? Like what was uh, your family just, like? Yeah. So my mom and I was raised by my stepdad. My dad and my mom divorced when I was like three, four years old up in Ohio. So my mom was conservative. My stepdad, they were very like overprotective and, but I was very by the rules. So yeah, I didn't break any rules. <laughs> From what I remember, my mom said I was always a good kid. So did you go to church Um, and stuff when you were growing up? My mom and I tried to go to church as much as we could. Yeah, I went through the whole Luther League catechism, you know, all that stuff. You had mentioned faith. So yeah, I've always, I've always had faith in my life. It wasn't heavy stream of it, like on a daily basis. And then I lost it along the way, you know, kind of in my twenties and then my thirties, but it was still there, but I didn't have that relationship with God. uh, Like I wish I would have had, because I really believe that choices I had made along the way would have been a little bit different, Hmm. but I also believe God has a plan for all of us and we get back on track. Uh, He puts people in our lives that help us get there. And I've had a lot of that off and on here and there. And I've learned as I've gone. And when I started, if we want to get back to the vision board again, when I started doing that, I also brought more of my faith back into my life as well. Why do you think you did it then? Like why? Because I was at a really down time. You know, I always wanted to have a family. I wasn't completely thrilled about my career anymore. And I knew I had so much more in me and I just didn't know what it was that I was supposed to be doing. Right. You had told me too. You're like, well, I was a good person. I did everything right. I to school, mm-hmm. I got my degree. I go and I get a job. I pay my bills. You know, I stay at a job for a long time. I'm loyal. I care about the environment. I care about <laughs> animals. I care about all these things. And I'm, I, but I really saw myself as being a wife and a mother. And you said to me, you're watching your clock just kind of wind on down Mm. for that to be a reality. And that felt like what to you? I came to the realization that I was probably not going to ever have my own children. And that was another part of that. Even after that first aha bad moment with the the old boyfriend, and it started to all just come together in all those different areas where I realized I've waste. I mean, I don't want to say waste time, but just by different choices, obviously, they're going to have different results. And that one result was me probably not having my own children. And so that was devastating to me. I struggled with that for a long time. It was really hard. And so I guess for a moment there, I was mad at God too, because I didn't understand. I've was always trying to be a good person. Why wasn't I blessed with children? Why am I probably not going to be blessed with children? I still have moments here and there where it's sad for me, but I am so 
okay with that. You know, I've got, I came to terms with it. It was hard. It took me a while to, I regained my faith. I prayed a lot. I, how did you, re- I'm sorry, but had you, out of curiosity for anybody who may be in that moment where they're just like, here we are, we have COVID, these bad things have happened to me, or I've lost this person or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. How did you start to get your faith back? Like, what did you say to yourself? Did you wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to start reading the Bible. Like, what did that look like? No, it wasn't even that. Like I knew <laughs> I still you know, I read bits and pieces of the Bible here and there, but no, it's more about regaining your, your connection, your relationship with God. And it was almost like, I felt I got to such a low that I felt like he reached out to me almost, but, and how did that, what what was that like? What what makes you say that? I, you know, when you start praying and then it just becomes this conversation and it gets so and I do it today. The today now I have these conversations with God by meditation and I'll be breaking down in tears because I feel such a connection to him, almost like he's wrapping his arms around me. It's amazing. And that is my foundation for my life personally. In every area of my life, while there's all these amazing, wonderful things for me now today, you know, when there's something bad that's going to happen in the future, I know that God is going to be my foundation. My faith is going to be my foundation. And it took all those years for me to find that and understand that. And when I really, really had that another aha moment was when I met Chad, because I had prayed probably, I mean, eight years, those all those years, you know, my life coach did a lot of wonderful things for me, but also God, my faith did a lot of wonderful things for me. It was a combination and then more work on myself, self-reflection and self-love, which is huge, huge thing that I worked on. So so when he was so persistent, yeah. and that voice said, all right, give him your phone number. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. So I was still not in the mood to date people or got, you know, any guys. And how long had it been since you'd been fired at this point? I hadn't been fired yet. So that's why I was, oh, okay. I got a little bit ahead of myself, but not too far. Okay. So we met up a couple times. We didn't have a date. I just wanted to meet up with him. But the second meeting, I fell head over heels for him. And I just knew that was the first time in my life that I knew I was absolutely, oh my gosh, this is this is the man that I'm supposed to marry. Wow. It was crazy. I just knew. And he told me all about his life. He was upfront. He was sincere and genuine and total opposite of anything I had ever dated in the past. Hmm. My best friend, you know that quote by Albert Einstein? Which one? It's the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. My best friend. Well, you have to say it again. It kind of broke up. Oh, sorry. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the different results is the definition of of insanity. (laughs) Which I don't, I never clarified myself as insane. But just my best friend, who it's funny because she said, You married me, Vicky. I'm like, Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I did. Total opposite of 
any man I had ever dated in the past. And he is just, he's a godsend. And he, God answered all my prayers. I learned to have patience and faith and to love myself again during those years. And along with my vision board and my positive attitude and coming out of it all. And he gave all to me, like in a year's time. I mean, less than that. You mean all, everything on your board. Everything. I got my lovely, loving husband. I got an automatic family. I have two amazing bonus daughters. And they're ironically, they're the same ages as my best friend's daughters, who I helped her as she was going through some, when I first moved to Atlanta in 2006, I helped her she was going through a divorce and I helped her a lot with her girls. So they were like my daughters all during that time. So I learned a lot from her and being with the girls. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah. And so they're the same age. And then I have, you know, a beautiful home. I have all my doggies. He had a lab. Then we had another lab. And now we have my adopted dog, Remy, now too, who's part lab. I got an SUV. <laughs> Which it happens to be bigger than I wanted because that Chad really wanted the bigger one because I have a family now and dogs and we would take care. That's right. So that was funny. And then my business and then my creative business because, okay, so, and so how the creative business started. Yeah, I'd like to dive into that rabbit hole because during all this time you had been, you had moved to places and had the jobs that you were very loyal with and they were all graphic design and you'd always loved art and you'd always wanted to kind of branch off on your own and do art. And in the last job you were in, you actually went part-time so you could kind of investigate and work on that art side that you love. I did. And yeah. And then that didn't, they called you back to come. You weren't really working part-time anymore. And then all of a sudden you're not working anymore. So, yeah. and then Chad comes along, you guys get married within what a year. So yeah, after they let me go, Chad and I had been dating for two months before that happened. Okay. And so you can imagine how humiliating that was that I had to tell him that I lost my job. Yeah. I've never experienced that before. That was so de- devastating. And until things like that happen, to, like, you know, bad things happen to you, it's hard for you to understand when other people go through that. And now I totally understand when someone loses a job. Oh my gosh, how devastating. Right. And it, it was actually not, it was shocking and not cool. It was so not right. And everybody that my friends that I worked with there, everybody was just beside themselves. They, they were like, what just happened? Right. So yeah. So I told him and what did he say? Oh my gosh. It didn't even face him. He knew how devastated I was and embarrassed that I was and all those emotions. And he was so strong for me and supportive of me. And loving and kind. I mean, God knew what he was doing. He kicked me in the butt and said, all right, I'm just going to get you fired from your job because you're not leaving anytime (laughs) soon. (laughs) That's how I looked at it. I was like, okay. Because, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be there forever, but I was, oh, I mean, obviously I've always dedicated to my job, whatever it is. And then Chad was there, you know, as a, um, he, to hold me up. It was amazing. And then so prior to that, I had actually started because I was part time, well, four days a week at that time before I lost my job, I had started conceptualizing the hug box in hopes that 
okay, down the road, when I feel comfortable, I'm going to have this ready to go. And I'm so excited. I'm doing this creative thing. And then eventually I'll get to do this. Well, I got to start doing it sooner than I had planned. (laughs) So had you shared this inspirational idea that you had with Chad? Did he already know? You're like, hey, I've got this great idea. Yes, he did. And he loved it. And today he tells me like, that's one reason why he fell in love with me because my independence, my creative thinking, my passion, he loved that, that I had that. And it was really fun because after I got to, we dated for a year before we got engaged. And then, you know, eventually I met the girls and I remember the first time it was Father's Day the next was it the first year we were dating? Actually, yeah, the first year. And we gave Chad a hug box from them. So that was a really cute and sweet thing because I was just, I started soft launch. So I would just do hug boxes for friends and family and just kind of get the ball rolling and get feedback. And, you know, it was just a process because as a graphic designer from the very beginning, you know, I did the naming, I did the branding, I did the design, I did my website, I did my marketing, I did my learned how the retail side worked, all the business side. Oh my gosh, I was never ending. But you open up, we talked about it. You start doing something for passion and you think it's a great idea and it lights your fire, so to speak. And then it's like you opened up Pandora's box. And every time you look, there's something else you have to tackle that you weren't ready for. What was this idea, this hug box? Start us with the concept. What is it? Okay, so I'm trying to make my story short as I can. It's really hard. But 2004 is when I first thought of doing a gift basket business. And I had all, I had looked back at all my journals and sketches and da da da. And I had even written like hugogram and hug mug. Interesting. Weird. Why? Why? And I asked you that the other day. Why were you even thinking about gift baskets? You're in this graphic design job. What made you think, oh, I want to make gift baskets? Yeah, I know. And because I always love to do special little things for people, give little gifts and create things that were unique and gift baskets just seemed like the perfect scenario for that. Okay. And yeah. And then, but of course that never happened because I focused on my career then all those years. So interestingly enough that it came back around in 2013 or Well, I started thinking about it in 2013 again, but then into 2014, but those subscription boxes started to become trendy. And then I was also helping a friend of mine with her branding for her subscription box. And you have like an inside look at it now through something. Yeah. Yeah. And so all those thoughts started coming back, flowing back. Would you say your passion was coming back? Yes. Ah, (laughs) okay. Yeah. So, and then around that same time too, one of my really good friends found out she had breast cancer. And I mean, it's just weird how all these little bits and pieces kind of mesh together and works in my brain just does not stop. When you're a creative person, it's on and on and on. Right. But I, I was devastated when I heard that news. I had never had anybody that close to me have to deal with cancer. So it was a new thing for me too. And I didn't know quite what to do besides, and because she didn't live near me, besides give her some happy gifts, give her something to bring her some joy. And so I went around 
all of these different shops or whatever, found all these little goodies and, you know, things to build a quote unquote gift basket to send to her. And just all that stuff just, it just came together. It was just weird how it was all just meant to be. I mean, between the, and then on top of it, I was very eco-friendly and would eat organic and I was all about healthy products. So I, you know, no parabens, no sulfates, you know, all that stuff. And so I was very conscious of that. So it's just like one piece here, one piece here, one piece. And I tied it all together to form the hug box, which is a eco-friendly gift box, not a gift basket with the basket and the cellophane and all that stuff. And then the products inside the box, I researched like crazy, especially for local artisans that were eco-friendly, handmade, all natural. That was going in the box. And then I wanted it to be very personal and meaningful. So of course, I have a personalized card that goes with it. And then of course, it's to send a hug to bring joy when you can't be there in person. So it was all these things wrapped up in one. And I mean, it was just crazy how it all finally came together. And it was almost, I was overwhelmed and overwhelmed with joy that this was actually happening to me. I and know that, that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> you feel kind of like, tell me if I'm wrong, but did you feel like at peace? And kind of like a oneness and that you were open to whatever was coming your way. Yes. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. Girl, you're living it. You're living it. Yeah. And the challenges that come with it, I was ready for it. Yeah. Like, they don't bowl you over. You're not, you're like, okay. Yes. It, it doesn't freak you out. Yep. You're like, okay, here's an obstacle. I'll either go around it. I'll go under it. I'll go over it, but I'm not going to let it stay there. Well, I'm also, when you put so much passion and hard work into something, you're determined. You get so determined that you are not going to let this fail. And, you know, it's a constant every day. I'm learning all new things every day. And there's always the ups and downs, you know, there's days, well, with COVID where you think, okay, should I close up my shop? So wait, so let's go back a little. So you're designing this for for your friend who has cancer and you're going around, you're picking all these little things and it's all coming together. And you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do this business. I'm going to call it Hugbox. And then the work started going into it, right? Now the wheels are really turning. Now you've got to come up with a website and a way to market it. And then you actually find a brick and mortar place, right? A storefront. Yeah. So I started e-commerce at first and I got that ball rolling. I think I launched that to the public like 2014, which was very scary, but exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you're very soft, you didn't really say anything. I did not, I didn't market it. You know, I just kind of let it roll because through myself, you know, when I was going through that reconnecting with God, it was your discovery phase. Yeah. And I realized patience is a virtue Mm -hmm. and I still have that. I'm not one of those, okay, I need to be an overnight success. I need to be making a million dollars. I'm not that person. I'm doing this knowing that there's a purpose, whether it's a small make a difference purpose, or in the end, it makes a huge purpose or difference. I'm game for whatever God has planned for me because every day I get a message or for a note card for a hug box or review, that is enough. That makes my day. That is when I know that that's what keeps me going and persevering in when I have a bad day. But 
yeah, I know I went off on a tangent there, but oh, I got, no, I got no, a little no. excited. But yeah, so the website went up that I did that for a long time and I'd start to get orders from all across the US and it was so exciting. Um, and then sometimes I wouldn't get an order for like a week or two weeks, you know, it was just, it was just slow process, but steady, you know, it was, I could see the growth. It was really exciting. And then after Chad and I got married, I was still doing graphic design too for freelance. We got married. I moved to Noonan in 2015. Noonan, Georgia. Yes. Okay. And so my whole life changed again. (laughs) I mean, I got married. I have this instant family. I have now this house to take care of. And I moved from my girlfriends. I have to find a new yoga studio. I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my career besides hug box? Am I going to commute to the city for graphic design? Yuck. I don't want to do that. That commute. I did that for a little while. And then Chad is just was so supportive. And he said, you just need to get acclimated in Noonan and meet some friends and do your thing. And so I found, you know, some contract work. I started freelancing from home. I didn't commute anymore to the city, which was great. And then I started meeting some amazing ladies. I can't even tell you how awesome. I mean, just talking to you, meeting you. I mean, since I've been to Noonan, I have met so many amazing women and so many different backgrounds. Either they're from here or they moved here. All the different culture, the art artsy people. I mean, after I got acclimated, it took me a little while, you know, it's about almost a year before I started to really get dive into it. That's what it takes though. It does. It does. And it's, again, it's patience and there's always, I mean, it's going to be all right, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I met some wonderful ladies. I have a couple of friends who have shops in downtown Noonan. And one of the ladies talked me into opening up a shop down there. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, I always thought I, I always wanted to have a shop. It would be like it a little It was on your vision shop. board, Vicky. No. <laughs> Come on. It was already there. You had to do it. I know. But I just never, I guess, yeah. I, well, all it's the other scary. stuff kind of outweighed that, you know? So yeah. I kind of yeah. just never really imagined it was actually happen. It's real. It's real. It's a real thing. And there's a real lease. There's real tangible money. Yeah. (laughs) That's the difference right there, right? Yes. Yeah. But I've just really, so since opening my shop in 2018, and oh my gosh, the support and the love, my mom, oh my gosh, my mom, I have to throw in my mom in this conversation because she's my best friend. She just, is the loveliest lady, the kindest person, and so supportive in every which way or form. She's amazing. And her and my husband and my my good friend, like I had so much support that how could I not? It was scary for sure. Because financially, for one thing, you know, you just, I didn't, you know, I took all my money from, from my graphic design, basically, imported into the business. And then any sales I would make, I'd poured back into the business. You know how that goes when you have a business first. Yeah. You got to grow it. You got to grow it. It costs money to make money. Yeah. So adding more to it. Yeah. 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 But I also believe that was part of God's plan too. I really do. Because the minute I open those doors and I'm, I'm more of an introvert, I will am being vert. 
But as I've gotten older too, I'm more introverted. So opening up the shop also is very hard for me because I'm in this little shop and I have to have, I mean, it's usually one-on-one conversations, which I'm great at. I don't do the big crowds. I'm not really in networking is not my thing. It's really hard. You're not going to give a TED talk. (laughs) Probably not. But probably not. (laughs) Never say never. I know. I know. Hey. I do admire Sarah Blakely a lot. You never mm-hmm. know. Maybe I should put her on my vision board, my next vision board. She's pretty I neat. think you and I are going to get together after yoga and we're going to make <laughs> a new vision board. Each I, make a new it's vision a great board. idea. Okay. But yeah, so opening up the doors also opened the door to more community and mm-hmm. me getting to know people mm-hmm. personally. And I can't even tell you the stories. Like, you remember the Charlie Brown when Lucy had her little therapy? Yes. <laughs> People would pay a nickel. Five cents, yeah. That's, that's how I feel some days at my shop. The doctor is in. Yeah, they're not even, I don't even get a nickel though. They just, that's <laughs> so just <No>. fine. <laughs> but they come in and I love that. I just love like I can do the one-on-one. I love talking to people and learning about them and giving them a hug, for goodness sakes, even though I can't do this. do I haven't been able to do that the last few months, obviously, right. which is really weird. But I mean, I'd have people, we'd be crying or people be like, I knew there was a reason I walked in the shop or yeah, even give us Vicki, do you have a story? Like, can you give us a, for example, of like when that person came in and then after your interaction with them and then they left and you're like, yeah, that's why I'm here. Thank you. I get it. Oh my gosh. You have one you can share? There's so many, you know, even if they're just little bits, but yeah, I had one woman came in and I actually, she came in my shop once before because she knew one of the artisans that's in my shop. Okay. And then she came back again. She wanted to talk to me personally. She's an artist as well. And I said, yeah, sure, whatever. Come on in, whatever, you know, and we'll sit down and chit chat. And she came in and we talked for like an hour. And I felt like I just knew her through and through before the end. And, you know, tell me about her, you know, going through a divorce and what she's trying to do now and how she just loved the shop. And we went back and forth about all this stuff and realized, both of us realized that God put us in each other's path because we're now helping each other out. So Mm -hmm. I get stuff like that all the time where whether it's uh, they just needed a hug that day Mm -hmm. or they needed me to help them with some branding, a little branding idea for their business. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't. I can't do this all day long, right? I got to make a living too, but <laughs> but I feel like even if I didn't make any money in my shop that day, I'm wealthy because of the people that I come across and what it fills me with joy. So yeah, that's the hug box. <laughs> the hug box, it's actually you are in service to others and you had to find yourself, find your purpose, find your aha moment, right? Your second wind. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, yeah. now you're living your purpose and you're of service to others. And that's the whole point. Yeah. This podcast is sharing that because we all have it. We just have to find it. Yeah. In my fifties now, I've found it and loving it. Right. I mean, seriously, like we all loved our twenties, thirties for, you know, go through all these different phases in your life. And of course you get the bad and the good and you 
go with the change, you acclimate, blah, 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 you learn. But 50s are great. 50s rock. They do. <laughs> That's crazy. Really, I'm excited. Like, I mean, nobody wants to get older, but I'm not afraid. I want to just be able, if I can continue to do my creative work and continue to serve a purpose, I'm good. Like as long as I can keep doing that and stay on track and keep my faith and have patience and be kind and be loving and all that good stuff, you know, yeah, there's going to be bad days, but you just have to get back on track. I feel like it's so much easier for me now mm-hmm. after going through all that crap in, well, that's, that's in the why. earlier, you know? That's why yeah. we get here. And that's why we can do what we do is because we did go through all that. It's, as I said earlier, it's kind of woven together and made this tapestry that we can now hang on the wall and appreciate. Yeah. Tell me this, there's one sentence or one idea or one one paragraph, some kind of mantra or anything that you use that you've learned, what would that be? Oh, I love, you know, this would be kind of might not make sense after all that we just talked about, <laughs> <laughs> but living simply is something that I really try to own. So that means no drama, no adding extra stuff on your plate, needing to buy more things. I'm a purger, you know, so, and then just being in nature, enjoying the simple moments every day, just being in that day, in that moment and living simply. Cause we just, I feel like if we just, we bring on so much into our lives because of whatever reason. And it's just, it's like at the end of the day, I have to clear off my desk. That's just me mm-hmm. because I, you know, it's just less chaotic, but living simply, keeping God in your heart. That's me. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think a lot of us can resonate with that because after you've had all that, done all that, it's like now you can calm down, you can listen, you can be aware and little things mean more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially when you, you have a business, as you know, it's like, I don't look at competition. I don't look at what other people are doing. I mean, it's hard not to, you see it, but I don't be cognizant, right? You have to know what's out there, but it doesn't threaten. Yeah. It doesn't. I honestly, in the beginning, I had a couple things where people were taking my ideas and running with them, you know, and I'm like, okay, my husband put it as in, you should just be honored. Someone Mm -hmm. tried to trademark the hugs box. I had to deal with that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, but my husband said, that just means there's more attention to you, mm-hmm. you know? So you're onto something. Yeah. So yeah. kind of not letting all that chaotic mumble jumble get in your head mm-hmm. and letting it go and just, you know, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. The kiss method. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just not say stupid anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually trying to think of a new, I thought that kiss thing, I was like, keep it simple, sexy. Silly. Keep silly. It, yeah. <laughs> silly. Here's my next question. Do you have any secrets or, or routines that you do that keep you moving forward every day? You know, it's, gosh, I do a lot of deep breathing, especially when I'm, I am feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. as a small business owner, mm-hmm. do a lot of deep breathing, but Lately, I'm working more on my creative stuff again, and I am actually working with a, another coach 
recently. Okay. She's actually a friend and she's an artist. And so it's a different approach. So I'm trying to regain my, get back into my illustration and my painting again so that I can start my own hug box products. So she's working with me on that. So it's interesting because it is always ongoing. You're always learning and you just don't stop when right. you're a creative person. Right, which is exciting. Which is Yeah, exciting. And I'm so excited. Yeah. And so I have been trying to pay like in the morning, just not get right on my phone, check my email, see if I got any orders, what I got to do. Da, 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 da. I'll have like 15 minutes of meditation. And I use this, it's called encounter meditation via Spotify. And it's Christian based. But that is when I have my I'm trying, you know, because we get busy all day. And it is hard to stop and pause and breathe or pray or, you know, that work life balance trying to do that too, where I cut off work when I come home because I want to pay attention to my husband and my family. And it's hard when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so getting up in the morning and meditating, getting out in nature, uh, a walk with my doggies, as you know, you spend time with your dogs, you know, yeah. that's a good way to lift you up and get you motivated, like get you going. And it's just, it's a nice release and understanding that it can't be all work, 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 work all the time. Right. Because even though it it totally can be, it's never ending, but I'm learning, I'm getting that balance back again. Perfect. That's a really good segue into my next question. (laughs) There's two more things we need to talk about. One is what is next for you? Mm -hmm. And the next one is tell us about Hugbox and how people can find it. So go Um, for the next one first. What's next? So what's next is I am, I've been trying to really listen to what the customers have been wanting with the hug box. Um, I have a lot of lovely, loyal customers locally and in different states. And so I'm trying to do some upgrades on the website where you can build a box, which is very another challenge for me and time consuming and more money, right? So I'm working on that. And then um, the shop, I actually started, I added more local artisans at my shop during COVID so that it's not just the previous products or the products that I would have in my hug box gift boxes. I actually have more to offer at the shop to help support other local artisans. So there's like a leather artisan, a concrete artisan, a metal artisan, ceramics, pottery. I'm going to get a wood artisan in there, a glass, acrylics, so that it's great that I can share my space and help them. And they're helping me too by being in my space. So that's been awesome. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that keeps going. Uh I just started that and it's been going. I worked with artisans that I already know because I it was new and I wanted to see how it went. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. So that's so good. Yeah. And then of course, eventually I'll have my own creations. So that's the real exciting. Yeah. I would love, and I was telling you this yesterday, I would love to see this take off. It's easy for me to say, cause I don't have to do the work, but I would love to see this all over the, the country, you know, like in different towns where, and have different artisans from each 
area. And then, yeah, I think that would be really neat. That would be so cool. So I can get the moose from Vermont or Maine or (laughs) bison from Montana, like some kind of like a cool little picture figurine of that, you know, I I just see the hug box franchise. I actually thought of that a lot a while back. I was talking. I think it's such a great idea. So just side note, I went into your shop with a friend just randomly. I had heard about it and I go, Oh, that's a hug box. It has a store. I didn't even know it. And I went in and I bought a few things and went home and placed an order for my mother-in-law who, and I had no idea who you were. Yeah, Yeah. And I ordered two boxes for her, a Christmas box, just because it was Christmas time. And a, it was a box that I knew would make her smile. She had just lost her father to COVID and it was a very stressful time. It still is. Her husband has it. My father-in-law has it and is still on oxygen mm-hmm. and still, still fighting it off two months later. It's ridiculous. And, you know, here she is running around taking care of everybody. Yeah. And she was crying mm-hmm. when she said, she called me to tell me how much those boxes meant to her and that you always come up with the best gifts. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) this one wasn't very difficult to do. I picked it and sent it. It was so easy. It was so easy, but it made such an impact. Yeah. And I think that's what you were trying to do for people. And Mm -hmm. it it was like, I was there giving her a hug and showing that I cared. And this was special. Oh, again, that is what I mean, I hear those stories and and I've cried a couple of times here and there even, you know, but that's exactly what it's all about. Easy, meaningful gifting and supporting local artisans and supporting the earth and supporting nonprofits. It's like this 360 give back gift. And that's just the cherry on the, the Sunday when I hear stories like that. And how that it could be on your tagline, the 360 give back. I know it's a gift from the heart right now, but yeah. maybe I got, and yeah. at the bottom it's 360. Here's what yeah, <laughs> I love it. We can make this thing huge. It's so yeah. great. How do people Don't tell me to go on the shark tank though? <laughs> no, I know. I know. We talked about it though. <laughs> well, eat me alive. Mine, I know, I know. Mr. Wonderful wouldn't love you. I don't think. Yeah, no. I, don't know. I, I would hug them all though at the end in any way. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So how do people who are slightly interested, but who could not be interested because everybody's got somebody in their life that could use a hug. Mm-hmm. How can they find you? How does someone find you? Tell us so, all the way. Yeah. Easy peasy, thehugbox.com. And I have pre-curated gift boxes on there or until I get build a box on there, they can contact me personally. I can customize a box for them. How do they um, do that? So they can email me at Vicky at the hugbox.com or AI. Uh, yes. Okay. And there's also a connect page on my website and it gives you a little bit more in a custom hug box. There's gives you a little bit more information because before you talk to me, I'll ask you like, who's it for? So I know about the person so I can help easier. If you looked at the other boxes online, what are some of the products that you think that person would like best? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a budget, particular budget in mind too. So those are on the website too, but just quick questions that help me. And then what I do is I just 
I put something together and send you a link just like you were going to order one of the other boxes. But so it's pretty, I try to make it as easy as possible right now for custom, but I'd like, I'm working on making it even easier. So you don't even have to go through the steps of contacting me and answering all those questions. Right. But yeah. And then the shop is in historic downtown Noonan, uh, 13 West Washington street. So it's, if you know where Domino's is or Sherman Williams or first Baptist church, I'm right on the corner. Um, right there for all the locals yeah for all the locals and then yeah and I ship all across the U.S. I don't do international that overwhelms me right now so we're just gonna leave it at U.S. right now but but I love your thinking Wendy you're so (laughs) yeah big picture big picture Remember, I'm slow paced. Yeah, you're the tortoise. <laughs> I'm the hare, and it's somewhere in the middle. There is the fox. What the fox? Because somewhere in the middle of the of the tortoise. In the oh middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who can saunter along? Yeah, I know, right? Yes. Cool. Well, thank you. It was so much fun talking. Uh, you made it so easy to talk. I can talk forever, and I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be. Oh on my this gosh! Podcast. I am so appreciative of your story because. There's always something and there's so many things in common with every person that's been on second wind. It blows my mind. I'm going to do a podcast specifically on all the things that are in common because we all have the same things are there. I know. I was listening to a few other of the women and they're so, so amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like it's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we should all just be loving and supporting each other. So that's why I love these type of like your podcast, especially. And, and you have to have a niche of course. Right. And I love that we're in the the second wind. I mean, it is, it's just makes perfect sense. And that's what I thought. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I've put all the eggs in this basket. Absolutely. Your second wind is this podcast. Absolutely. So I have the same passion and that's why I knew what your moment felt like. Cause I have that. Yep. That, that clarity. Yeah. So thank you so much, Vicki. And until next time, breathe I in. Know. I'll see it. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.